everyone, welcome back to QSR Nation, your weekly source of food service marketing and business strategies for success. Here are your hosts, Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holt Summit, Missouri. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant coming today from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Wholesome, Missouri, to talk about food service marketing and business strategies for its success. Breathe, that introduction man. is so just impressive. Breathe. Why are you giggling? <laughs> it just, like it just screams professionalism. Yeah, my buddy Grant wrote it. Grant is the nicest You're guy welcome. here. He's probably the <laughs> he's probably like easily the top twenty fifth best copywriter at PFS Brands. Twenty fifth. Yeah. Wow, thank you, that's, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, out of 20 people, that's really good ranking. Yeah. <laughs> Josh and I are number one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> I mean, you are. I, I'll bring the average way down. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Nice save. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. Well, today, um, we're going to have a little fun discussion about, I look these up off of born2invest.com. That's born2invest.com. <laughs> Shout out. Yep. <laughs> hashtag. Um, the five char- characteristics of successful small restaurant owners. And I looked up the five here and I thought it'd be kind of cool to discuss one through five. Wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? With no preparation, like rapid fire. I see your fire. writing. That is just, an impressive it's writing. Like David Letterman's top ten list, except it's five. So yeah. I'm so it's half of the top ten. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the top half. We are numbers people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, according to born2invest.com, that is a number two. Um, number Shout the number out. one. <laughs> real, real quick, before we get started, did you buy stock in their business no, today or something? Are they providing you free Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> they came up on number one results for Google, so I was like, oh, that must be right. So... <laughs> Okay. Actually, it's number two. Is oh, anyways. Um, so is that number two? The number two. <laughs> so it was, they, they purposely don't want to be one. <laughs> uh, let's bring it back together. Let's bring it back together. Okay. So number one, and uh, Tony, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Starting uh-huh. off, oh. is problem solving skills. I'll be back in ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, let's just talk about why He's that speak- would be important to a restaurant owner. Well, for one, um, you need to make sure that you have the ability to quickly and uh, correctly make decisions <laughs> based on personnel because that a lot of times drives yeah. a lot of what's going on in your business from you know your wait staff to your front of the house manager back of the house manager um, sometimes you know you're you're both but you've got to be able to make quick yep. and accurate decisions so yeah, I kept it under 10 minutes. Oh, that was good, yeah. You, you speak There's, so quietly, though, when yeah, you're talking to the mic, and most time you're yelling at the <laughs> yeah, any other time. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else to add to no, the problem-solving Yeah, story? that actually does. This happened recently with one of uh, one of the stores I was working with. But um, just as an example, whenever customers bring in coupons or have some sort of text offer or it could be direct mail, however they got it, uh, and they bring it to the register and to get the coupon for a dollar off um, – it's if if there isn't a button on your POS system to actually capture that uh, discount, uh, the employee still needs to at least work on the fly or work quickly to make sure that they still reward that customer for the uh, discount offer that they got, and that, that could be the reason why they came into the store. Yeah. So that's that's one spot where uh, yeah they have to think on the fly and solve problems, you know, because you want you right. want to reward that customer for uh, the, the coupon that they had. So. Well, and likewise, even if it's expired, I mean, I, I've told people along for a long, long time that make sure that even if 
they are expired, honor them. Yeah, you know, yeah, you always say that. I've heard you say it like 12 times. Yeah, <laughs> this is number 13. On the sick, yeah, Not number two, but number yeah, 13. For sure. They also bring up add value. <laughs> but I think this is the perfect situation. <laughs> You're going to say something, sorry. But, you know, a lot of time it is about the whole conversation of you can teach book smarts, but you can't teach common sense. And when you are looking for your employees, that should definitely be something whenever just, you know, having normal conversation, asking them how would they problem solve a situation like this versus a situation like that. And it kind of gives you an idea about each of your employees of how they're going to think quickly on their feet and make sure that they're going to solve those problems and they're going to be able to help those customers in an efficient manner. And it's going to also not deteriorate the business's name, but it'll also just be able to help you in the long run and understanding how they're going to be working. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad uh, Grant and Beth didn't even listen to the question because about restaurant owners, not employees. But that is also true because that can be for restaurant employees and owners. Well, they, well, have, they have to train their employees. That's right. Yes. And, and as the owner, you can't be everywhere. So you, you do true. have to have, you know, that, that, that Thank you for listening staff. to me, though, Tony. I appreciate it. It's okay, that. man. Thanks I, for I having you. our back, though, Anthony. I appreciate it. No, no problem. You know? <laughs> <laughs> is right. that a bus? <laughs> All right. Number two. Um, Beth, you'll, you can take lead on this one because this is a great one. You're, I wanna... Yeah, you're going to dominate it. Oh, um, number two of the uh, top five characteristics of successful restaurant. small restaurant owners by borntoinvest.com. That is a two. Two. <laughs> number two uh, is number two is customer service savvy. Oh, this is right up my alley. You guys can come back in 50 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. So especially when it, when it comes to customer service, how you want to be treated, it's the golden rule. Um, you have to make sure that you're going to be having employees, also the restaurant owners, whenever you are working with any of your employees or your um, customers, treat them how you want to be treated. If um, you are... Thank you. It's really, mm -hmm. it's the most basic thing that you can do. Yeah. But you know, you are gonna be the um, the face of the company and you're gonna be the one that everyone's gonna be looking after for that way of how they're gonna be treating their customers. If you do not treat, treat your employees well, then they're not gonna be treating their customers well. So you have to make sure that no matter what, you're setting a good example um, for what you want everyone in your company and for your customers to see. Well, I think that's really important because the customer is not always right. But you still have to have the right example set. <laughs> so true. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just the bottom line. And, and a lot of people don't want to talk like that because it's it's straight talk and it's not fluff. You know, fluff is, oh, we'll just do whatever. It's not just do whatever. Um, you have to make it make sense. But you also have to do it in a manner that doesn't escalate a problem, create additional mm -hmm. um, exposure. You know, and if, if they are truly wrong... Think about it as an investment to take care of somebody. Let them win. Let them get over on you if you need to, as long as it is, you know, a one-time scenario so you're not setting a precedent. But, you know, make sure your staff, when they're looking at you, they see someone who is handling the situation in the right way, even if the customer isn't right. For sure. Yep. Anything to add to that, Grant? Well, I'm just thinking back to my coupon example again. That, yeah. that was about providing that good customer service. So, so true. And yeah. everything else that Beth said was pretty fitting, but I'm hoping now that my first example uh, uh, works for all five of these. Grant's like, I just don't want to think. Yeah. I, I've got a story to tell, and well, my God, I'm going to tell it. Grant, you're up now because from the number three How do top five work? characteristic <laughs> of successful small restaurant owners, um, according to this website I found, born to invest with us, number two.com. <laughs> number three is, and I think this is a really good one for you, Grant, because you are like the ultimate at this, knowledge oh. of restaurant marketing. Oh, wow. I am the expert of that, yeah. No, wow. that, <laughs> yeah, that, that surprises me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously, I mean, yeah, that, that would be very important for the business owner to have that knowledge of, 
um, restaurant marketing and making sure they know uh, which um, mediums that they need to be focusing on in, in, their, in the market that they are in. So uh, right now, obviously, social media um, or any type of digital marketing is probably going to be pretty uh, useful uh, just because everybody's on their phones these days. But um, depending on which uh, city they're in or what town um, and depending on the high schools that they have in their area, they may want to do sponsorships there as well. So, but yeah, having uh, just that knowledge is definitely going to prove useful. Yeah, for sure. I kind of go back to the digital thing you said on the radio this on the way to work this morning, they said there was a new study out that said um, teenagers spend an average of seven hours on their phone. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. A and that's like all day. while they're a in a day. That's all while they're in school instead of learning stuff. They're yeah. just on their phone looking at stuff. Yeah, verifying yeah. what the teacher said was correct. Did Siri agree? <laughs> <laughs> that's just mind blowing. That's man. terrifying. That that's where they're getting their information and their news. Ugh. Well, and that's why you know we talk to restaurant owners all the time that say they don't want a digital presence because you know what if someone says something bad or inaccurate or you know a false representation of a scenario. You know what? I mean, that stuff's happening out there. Whether That's you the are exact partici- reason why you need to be yeah, out there. Yeah, whether yeah. you're participating actively or not is really the decision, not is it happening. Yeah, for sure. And when you have people who are the next group, you know, there's Gen Z that's going to be the, the largest group basically ever to, you know, control the economy coming up. If they're spending seven hours a day on their phone now, I mean, that's, that's just going to increase yeah. based on, you know, the... the lifestyles and the habits and all the things that we're doing that's so mobile so definitely do not sit back and think you're going to not be a you know have a role in that not be on the digital you are out there whether you chose to not google created you a page yelp created you a page facebook created you a page you have a digital presence it's about whether or not you're actively engaging in that and controlling your story yeah, for sure, though. I mean, but I kind of think about it, though. I'm not trying to chide them or anything, but I probably spend 10 hours on a screen a day, at least, with work. If you count, yeah. if you count computer, yeah. I'm, I'm on, sure. I mean, the majority of your day is probably spent yeah. behind a screen. You're looking at a screen, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, this will kind of go into uh, number four. We'll throw it back to Tony. Start off again. Number four, top five characteristics of a successful small restaurant owner. I'm not saying the name again. Is deep <laughs> knowledge of customer psychology. And that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the whole marketing aspect of it. Well, it, it does. And, you know, there's things that, you know, not everyone's going to be a marketing expert, so go out and get yourself someone to be the expert for you, to consult you. Like Grant Like Schulten. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> you can contact him at. Yep. <laughs> but it's just one of those things, I mean, from the, the colors that you choose um, for your logo, for your advertisements, the words, you know, I mean, I like to, you know, utilize the phrase, you know, um, you're invited on like grand opening things and stuff to try and make it more of an inclusive thing uh, versus, you know, come in, which is more of a command. Um, You know, you look at those different things, weigh those different words, those different colors and things out because the psychology of an ad or of a marketing strategy is really key because that will usually dictate the level of engagement, the type of engagement that you have. Anthony, what's your least favorite color to use? I'll say. Oh, go ahead, guess. Especially whenever, uh, especially when using numbers and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's going to be red for him. It's going to be red. That's yeah, exactly I, I don't like red. Um, <laughs> think one of our major brands. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Grabbing attention for like a logo, I like red. Whether it's Champ's Chicken, McDonald's, yeah. even Pizza Hut. Especially in food service. Red is supposed to like kind of. Yeah, I mean, it stands out, something. you know, and pops. But, you know, I like utilizing, you know, a lot of blues because it conveys trust. And if I need, if I'm in a high traffic area and I've got to grab someone's attention 
and I'm not worried necessarily about the brand messaging and stuff, but I just need to grab attention, make people look. I, I like black letters on yellow because it's quick and it's cautionary, so people are you know, looking at it because it matches up with traffic signs. Like with the Waffle House. Is- yep. There you go. Yeah. Love me some Waffle House. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. sound very good. Yeah. <laughs> We're not close enough to an interstate for Waffle House. Yeah. That sucks. <sighs> All right. Let's Way to bring it down. To the final <laughs> characteristic number five of the top five characteristics of successful small restaurant owners, according to borntoinvest.com. Owners with number a two. two. Uh, number five, and this is going to Beth because I just think she's a great leader. So leadership <gasps> is number five. Would you like to discuss or just sit there and awe? <laughs> I kind of like to just sit here and awe. I've never been told that. Just, just take it in. Take it in. Well, you know, I think the number one thing that I always like to say is, you know, as a leader, you always want to be a servant leader. You don't necessarily just want to be a commanding leader. And having those charismatic um, personalities and then also those traits, they're going to make people want to learn from you. Um, you know, opening up your business and opening up all of your the knowledge that you have to be able to pass it on to your employees because you know what? They're going to be the ones that are going to help make you look better. And the more knowledge and skill set that you can pass down to them, not only just makes you a better leader, but it also helps them in their future and help them become better leaders as well for the future of America. Wow. Wow. Really got patriotic there at the <laughs> I end. I think you can make an argument that leadership is the most important one of the five, right? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if these were listed in order. I, I would, think I would, I would just, probably just, just say yeah, arbitrary. But, I mean, if, if you don't have – you yeah. could be good at the other four things, but if you don't have good leadership, then, I mean, you might be okay, but yeah. you're definitely not going to be as good as what you can. And that be. brings me to one of my other questions regarding that. Um, what is the hardest one of these top five to improve? And I would say, like, you can learn about marketing. You can yep. learn about customer psychology. I'd say leadership. You can't improve on it, but it would probably is the hardest one that takes the most effort to improve Oh, 100%. On. Yeah, yeah because I think a lot of times your leadership style, it, it com- can actually either reflect or combat your personality. If you are a commanding, strong individual, you may be a lot less apt to be open to feedback and listen um, you know, we had Alex Materi on as a guest um, a while back, and he talked about, you know, if you think you're a boss in today's world, you know, you're in trouble because you should really be a coach. And, you know, he talked about how he's able to increase the longevity of his team by being that type of coach, you know, and then taking that, that, that mentorship type of a thing. And I, I believe, I may be misquoting it, I think it was Richard Branson, though, that had the quote about, um, what if we, you know, if we invest in people and what if they leave yeah. and you say, well, what if what they, stay? they stay? <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you always want to make people, I think, um, I don't want to, this is going to maybe come out wrong, but, um, dispensable, <laughs> um, just because of the fact that if, if you've trained them well enough that you could promote them or lose them, if they left, they left you, um, and you've got the person behind them trained well enough to step up, yeah. you're always going to be in a good position. And like Beth said, you know, that servant leadership, it's it's rare. A lot of people talk it. A few people walk it. And I think that, you know, getting in there and not being afraid of who's going to get one over on you or who's going to take your style and open across the street. I mean, if you're living in that type of leadership, chances are, you know, you either have – maybe a pathetic existence or a close opportunity to close the doors. Drop that bomb. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that's just, that's my take on it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think that, you know, the best leaders I've ever encountered have been the ones who shared what made them great so that I could take the things that they did well and the things that other leaders around me have done well mm-hmm. and then absorb that and then 
you know, hopefully emulate those things so that someone can stand behind me and say, okay, well, this is what he does wrong, but this is what he does well, yeah. and take that. So I, I think it's a continuous opportunity to just always feed, always improve, and always uh, build people up to the point that they wouldn't want to leave. Yeah, for sure. But that begs the question there as well. How do you improve your leadership skills? Is it by finding a mentor like you mentioned? Or is it actually being in, in the battlefield every day, just, you know, having people to manage? Or can you learn by books? Or is it all a combination of everything? I think it's a combination. Yeah, all definitely that. I agree. Combination. combination. Reading, going to conferences, all those types of things. But finding that mentor that's going to help you mm-hmm. and kind of hone in on your skill set that you do have and Try, I mean, we talked a lot about the Colby test and your different strength finders and everything else, but learning how to improve on your skills that you already have in your strengths, not necessarily always focusing in on the things that you need to improve on because your skill set is what's going to be able to be passed on and what's going to make you a true leader. And those skills are what is what other people look up to you for. So make sure that you do have that mentor that can kind of help you with that. And I've known restaurant owners who were really great at a lot of things, but their people skills sucked. But they were successful because what they did is they realized that that was an area that they were really, really lacking in. And so they went out and they found people and they paid them well and they treated them well that to run their front of house and their back of house that were strong people, pe- you know, people. People, and people. They were people, people. People, people. And, uh, <laughs> no, people person. <laughs> but because they knew that that wasn't an area that even if they worked super crazy hard at, they were probably never going to be as good as they wanted to be. Yeah. And so rather than focus all their energy and time on that weakness – they hired people to fill that gap to really create a balanced team. Sure. Well, one last question. Oh, oh boy. Bonus question. Yeah, this is oh, a bonus round. Bonus. So let's go back through one through five real quick. Okay. Problem solving skills and customer service savvy, knowledge of restaurant marketing, deep knowledge of customer psychology, and leader. So those, so those are the five that this this website listed out. Is one of them that you're expecting to be on there or not on there? Is anything missing, I should say? Honestly, the top five – if that is what they, they think the top five are, the customer psychology, I would never have actually put yeah. on that list, I think. It was a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very, very important, but I never would have thought that that would have been the Yeah, to me, five. that really goes with marketing kind of hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they kind of broke it apart, which I understand. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I mean, that, I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of one, but <laughs> there's nothing that relates to a coupon grant. That ended after the question, too. But it had a good run. Well, you know, I, I think the one thing that was that was missing glaringly to me on that is business literacy. Uh, yeah. you, you can be an amazing, passionate uh, restaurant owner, and you can be a, a great chef and have the best intentions in the world. But if you don't have business literacy to understand how to keep your doors open, um, none of that other stuff's going to really matter. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I think, probably should have read the entire article. It might have been. <laughs> because a lot of these are like natural, inherent skills you just have. Like some people are just better in problem solvers. Some people just know when it comes to customer savvy that you just know people better than other people. But the only one here that really is something you can really learn is restaurant marketing. Yep. So right. all these other ones are just like – you can also get these skills, but they're, some people are stronger than others. Though. Yeah. Right. So cool. Well, see, I like when we do this, guys, and you guys never like when I just randomly bring in stuff <laughs> to like, talk about. Welcome to the studio. Pop quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps things interesting. This is where I get the anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not but a if good you, test taker. If you have any questions for us, you can reach out to us at qsrnation at pfsbrands.com. Um, what else we got? Oh, yeah. Subscribe to the podcast at pfsbrands.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow all of the happenings with QSR Nation. Yeah, for sure. And it is a Halloween season. Brent brought candy corn in. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah. Candy yeah. corn. Peanuts, so comment, send us emails how gross you think it is or how much you like it. That'd be <laughs> exactly. Nice. What are you going to be for Halloween? Tell yeah. us what you are. 
Uh, yeah, we can't yeah, steal these yeah, other guys. Okay. Yeah, this is... Grant Anthony, what are you going to be for Halloween? Oh, it's easy. Uh, not part of your group anymore, apparently. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. um, as things turn here, thanks for listening <laughs> to QSR Nation. We'll talk to you next week. Boo. Good Today's episode is brought to you by Champ's Chicken. For deals, discounts, and updates, check out champschicken.com slash connect. Be sure to stop by next week for another episode of QSR Nation. And be sure to check us out online at pfsbrands.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>